Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Fantastic to have your company. It's great to be back in what's going to be a massive year for Off the Bench. It's Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome, Jimmy. How's things been going in my absence? Great to see you, Hayes. Finally back in the studio after a well-earned break. Gee, it felt like you were on holiday for a very long time, though. You must have enjoyed some downtime. You deserved it. I did. Uh, if it felt like that, that's probably because it's correct. I've been away <laughs> for a long time, nearly six weeks, but can't wait to get stuck into some sport. And there's a lot around, some breaking news. Imagine the best, DM Breaker, the world's best rock breakers. What do you have for us today? Well, this has been happening all summer, pretty much. The Perth Glory, they cannot take a trick, Hayes, and their next two matches against Melbourne City and Newcastle Jets have been forced to be postponed. More COVID cases within the group, so I think around seven, which is affecting the playing group. It's continually happened to them. They they came home, they had to isolate, they've gone back over east, and unfortunately, they haven't been able to stay away from COVID-19, which We've seen affect numerous teams on the East Coast. We haven't seen it here, of course, because we haven't had any sport here. But over there, it's rife. And unfortunately, despite processes, the players can't seem to get away from it. It's been an absolute nightmare, hasn't it? Mm. When you think about Tony Sage and what he's been through, and we know this club's been struggling financially for a little while now, and COVID hasn't helped with that. And then you've got the big recruit, Daniel Sturridge. How would he be thinking <laughs> and feeling right now? He's made the big decision to come over. He's probably done six weeks of quarantine. Yep. He was one that recently contracted the COVID-19 virus. You've got a feel for this team, but what's next? Do they, do they pull the pin or they just keep pushing forward? Because they're going to have to put a lot of games together, aren't they? Because they've got to have an end date in mind when you talk about the A-League. At some point, they're going to be forced to play a lot of games, and that's not going to help their season. No, it's certainly not. And we, we saw some young players get their chance to debut earlier on in the week, didn't we? So from that point of view, it's great to see new, new young talent get a game. That's, that's awesome. But like you say, I mean, there's going to be crammed games at the end of the season. Fingers crossed for them they can come back and play some in front of their home fans. Uh, but even then, that's not necessarily going to stop cases in the group, is it? Because we've already seen COVID-19 start to emerge in the Perth and WA community. So it's just a tough thing. It's a tough thing. I'd hate to be a, the player in that scenario because you're probably trying to do everything you can to avoid it. You're probably taking all the necessary precautions to stay away. Uh, you want to play because you've been forced to go on to one side of the country, come back and then go back again, do the right thing. It's just a nightmare, as you said earlier. And you do start wondering about their mental health. But we do have a couple of teams that are looking likely to come back to the West. The West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers. It's looking likely that they could play three consecutive doubleheaders at Optus Stadium mm. with a fly-in fly-out model. Can you see that working? I can see it working because we sort of saw that in the AFL season over the last two years here, didn't we? But the question for you, Hayes, that I have, I mean, if, if it's being reported that the AFLW are going to be able to do that, 
wouldn't that also mean that other codes would be preparing to do the same thing? Absolutely. Well, you had the Perth Wildcats release the next days of their fixture, right. and that didn't include them coming home just yet. Mm. They're going to stay away for the month of February. But having said that, the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers will have to do the two-week quarantine, which yep. makes it quite farcical because they've got to come back and do two weeks. Then you've got teams that can come in and just fly in for maybe one day, two days, and then get out of there. But we need it, don't we? For Western Australian sport here, if we are to get the fans back, the crowds back this year, there has to be some compromise coming from the state government, and I hope this is it. Well, it's going to be a test case, isn't it, for the AFL men's season, Hayes, because I'm sure there'll be people in the AFL building that will be uh, just getting a little bit itchy about what's actually going to happen and the process that they need to undertake to get games here. Good start by you. Imagine the best. DM Breaker, distributors of the world's best rock breakers. DMBreaker.com.au. Don't go anywhere. The 40th anniversary of the Perth Wildcats has come together and there's a fantastic team we want to talk about next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. And as I mentioned, the Wildcats, they've announced their best team of the last 40 years, a 40-year anniversary, 10 championships across that time in 1990, 91, 95, 2000, 2010, 2014, 2016, 17, 19, and 2020. One of the all-time great teams, not only here in Australian sport, but world sport. And let's go through the team because there were some fantastic names included. Yeah, so the starting five, Hayes, Bryce Cotton, Ricky Grace, Andrew Vlahov, James Crawford, Sean Redditch. Now, there was also a reserves five, which Damian Martin, our colleague now here at SEN, is the captain of. And the other four names, just going through that one, Kevin Lish, Scott Fisher, Paul Rogers, and Nick Kay. So a total of 10 players. Congratulations to all them. Hey, have they got this right? I think they sort of do, don't they? Yeah, I think they do, absolutely. When you go back to the glory days, and it's funny when you talk about the glory days because we think about the Wildcats going back to 1990, 91, 95, probably because how big they were, the crowds they were getting. It's big now, no doubt about that, and it's certainly come back into vogue. But from that era, you've got Ricky Grace, Andrew Vlahoff, James Crawford, all included in the starting five. Sean Redditch was probably in between the two teams, and you look at Damian Martin, who's the only player that's been included recently along with Nick Kay. But you can't question that. The judges have done a really good job. Probably Jesse Wagstaff is the only one that you talk about longevity. He's been there for a long time. He's won a lot of titles, the same as Damien Martin. But if you talk about brilliance, I think Nick Kay deserves his spot, even though he only played for three years. Now, Hayes, I have a question for you around this 10. Now, obviously, I'm a, I'm a touch younger than you, so I wasn't around. I wasn't old enough to understand how good those past Wildcats were. But who is your favourite of those 10? Who did you love to watch play? Oh, there was three of them. Ricky Grace was unbelievable. Mm. Ricky, amazing Grace. He'd bring the ball up to, uh, up the floor and great shooting and was one of the best players in the competition. Around, like, Leroy Loggins was playing at that time and, of course, Andrew Gaze, the great man, who's been around for a long time, also works with us here on SEN. He was an absolute rock star. But then you had this solid man in Andrew Vlahoff. Just got it done every week. He was tough at the post, a really good shooter, but really good defensively as well. So I think those two were probably my favourites. And then James Crawford, the other one, the Alabama slammer. <laughs> yeah, he was the American that came in back then alongside Ricky Grace. And, mate, this guy, his athleticism was enormous. He could take off on two feet and he would dunk it every time. There weren't too many better in the competition. Since he's left the Wildcats, he's obviously left Australia as well. So people might not remember him as well, particularly of your ilk. 
Yeah, well, I, I certainly was uh, too young to even uh, watch those games. I'm going to have to go back through some highlights and some YouTube clips to see these these greats in action. But, um, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one, I mean, being able to go to the ROC Arena and watch Bryce Cotton do his thing is just an absolute treat. And, I mean, I've only really got into the NBL hardcore over the last few years, but this guy is one of the greats, and it was it was no it was no surprise that he was in the first five, was it? No surprise. He's the best player in the team. He's the best player that's ever played for the Wildcats. He's right. now done enough time. He's got the MVPs to show it. He's got the championships to show it. He shades Ricky Grace, in my opinion, as the best player. But you're a bit uh, concerned that maybe Damien Martin should have been the player that got inside the top five, given he's been named captain of this team. Initially, when I saw the team come out, I, I was sort of expecting Damo to perhaps be in it, but I mean, it just shows you how much I don't know about the old Wildcats. So how far away do you think he would have been? Well, I think Scott Fisher was the next one up. It was between Sean Redditch, who was fantastic for a long time with the Wildcats and other clubs as well. But Scott Fisher probably put him in the same boat. He played for other clubs, then came to the Wildcats and he was super strong through that period as well. So I probably would have him as the next man in. And then of course, it's Damien Martin, who would probably be number seven in that. Other news around the Wildcats, Matt Hodgson was Mm. only given a one-game ban. So three games, two suspended. What an absolute joke that is, given that he punched a guy in the face. Uh, Hang on. I know it wasn't a full punch. It wasn't a punch. But if we're sending a message to kids, that is not good enough to get one week. Come on, be serious. I'm surprised by this. I thought minimum two with the force and going back at him, Hayes, that was the worst thing. I think he did it once Mm. and he did it again, didn't it? So... He didn't do himself any favours. I am a little bit – well, I am a, I'm very surprised by that. I thought at least two weeks. He's gotten off pretty lightly, hasn't he? One game to serve. Oh, gee. Well, what is it, what's the message in this? I don't know. Go out and do what you want. You'll get one week. Should have got five in my opinion. That's the message. Stick with us on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Let's get into a sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you. 13, 22, 34 is the number. I want to talk about the AFL supplemental selection period, the SSP or the mid-season draft. Now, when this first came out, I wasn't a big fan, but I must admit, I love it now because what it's doing, it's giving a lot of opportunity, a lot of training opportunity for many of the waffle players that are now training with AFL clubs, in particular the West Coast Eagles and also the Fremantle Dockers. And I want to make mention of a few, Greg Clark, of course, got the opportunity through the draft, but you've got Luke Stranatica, Hugh Dixon, Zach Strom, Blake Slenzog, look like they could get opportunities at the Fremantle Dockers, Toby McQuilkin, Tom Bletchenden, and now Bailey Rogers too, mm. also down at the Fremantle Dockers, and your man, <laughs> I left him to last because you love this guy, Tyler Keitel from the West Perth Football Club, kicked 70 goals last year in the waffle in Jack Darling's absence is he going to be the man to step up? Well, I sure hope for TK's sake that he oh, will be. Oh, TK. Yeah, I really hope. That's Tim Kelly's nickname. <laughs> you can't just steal the nickname. I'm not sure what nickname they'll give Tyler Kytel if he does get onto the West Coast list, but what a perfect opportunity. I mean, if you're talking about players that play their role within West Coast, I know, I know he's going to have to compete against Hugh Dixon, who has AFL experience, who he was on Fremantle's list for, for quite a while, wasn't he, Hugh Dixon? So mm. uh, I'm hoping for Tyler Kytel's sake that he does everything right in the chance that he's been given, but he's done all he can at waffle level. Now, I know you agree with me on that. Can he take another step? Can he impress the West Coast coaching staff? And can he be perhaps, let's think of it like this, Josh Kennedy, Oscar Allen now becomes the second key forward, and Tyler Kytel. In my opinion, yes, Tyler Kytel could play a third tall forward role at West Coast 
if, and it looks like Jack Darling won't be getting the COVID-19 vaccination. So it looks like that spot is available and that's why they've invited him to train. It's the perfect scenario, isn't it, for a guy like him? Because you look at the circumstance around Jack Darling, they've got no other choice. They've got to go and get a player that may be able to come in and play a similar role. They might mix things up too. We don't know how they're going to play this year, the West Coast. Mm. They may just have um, Oscar Allen and Josh Kennedy down there. They might not play the three. They might have Bailey Williams as the other one. But Mm -hmm. if they do get injuries to one or two of those, then that's when a player like your mate, TK, becomes very (laughs) important to come in and play that role. And we've always had this argument about whether he would come in and be able to do that at AFL level. I think he can play a role, absolutely. But I've always said to you, if there's a young kid out there that maybe you could put two or three years into, you could give them that spot and they could develop into someone that's going to be there for a long time. But the fact that he kicked 70... Mm-hmm. And I've been on to you about this for a long time. He needed to dominate Waffle. And 70, he's starting to get into that zone. Started his career with West Perth in 2015. Six goals, then two, 46, 50, 25, 25. And then, as you said, 70 goals, 34 behind. So a significant um, chance on goal for Tyler Keitel. Uh, yeah, he's been he's been consistent. He, he He's really tried his guts out. And, I really hope he gets his chance. Yeah, he will get a chance. And, and I think it will be different too because when he plays for West Perth, he's the key man. So all the defenders mm. fold back on him. You've got Josh Kennedy. You're going to have Oscar Allen. You might have Bailey Williams down there as well. So he's going to get some good looks. Hopefully he takes that opportunity. And some of these other kids too that have been added as train-ons to the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers. I do think that part of the reason they've been added is the COVID nature, that maybe Mm. the clubs are just getting some body of work into them just in case COVID does strike their team and they need to bring these guys in at the appropriate time. What about Bailey Rogers at Fremantle? Now, I believe this isn't the first time he's been asked down to the club, so they've clearly kept an eye on him for a while, and I know I saw a lot of guys on Claremont's uh, social media getting right behind Bailey Rogers. They certainly believe that he can play at AFL level. He can play at AFL level. I've seen that running around for Claremont in the waffle competition, and he replaces Luke Valenti. And if you have to put the two of them together last year in the waffle, I know Luke's had some of his own injuries and also mental health concerns as well, but Bailey Rogers has been an absolute star for the last couple of seasons in the waffle. So he can play a role. You've got Adam Cherry going out. So to actually replace with a mature player, I think is really smart from the Fremantle Dockers. All that for Novus. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass 13 22 34. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. And Jimmy, how can we go a whole show without talking cricket and in particular about (laughs) Justin Langer? I've been on holidays, but through that period, it's all been about Justin Langer and his position as the coach of Australia. How do you see this panning out? Of course, yesterday, a massive meeting with Cricket Australia. Well, this has just been a debacle, hasn't it, Hayes? There's been leaks coming through uh, to certain journalists over East who have really had a crack at Justin Langer and challenged his position Uh, players saying things and not saying things and their words and being taken out of context or their words being, you know, oh, there's no support there for Justin Langer because the player doesn't say that. But it's just a tough situation for the players. It's a tough situation for the board. And I really feel for Justin Langer, and I'll explain why. It's because he's done all he can do with the team that he has inherited. We had the Tim Payne saga pre-Ashes. What a debacle that was. Right on the eve of the most important test series as a coach for Justin Langer, and that blows up. Handled it with class. Mm. Players put it to one side, got the job done. The T20 World Cup, now that wasn't easy, but to go over there and get it done with the squad that Justin Langer had, and he's he's had charge of all codes. And all this in a time of COVID-19. 
Justin Lang has done all he can do. But if there are issues and the players, and you would know this better than I, if the players aren't getting along with the coach, despite all of his success, then you have an issue. But then it's up to the board. It's not up to the players, isn't it? It's up to the board to go, right, well, let's back in the guy who has done all we've asked of him. There's so much to unpack here. Like, mm. he was brought in to do a particular job with the culture, changing of the culture. Has he done that? Are they better behaved, this cricket team? Are yes. we proud of this cricket team? Yes. Tick, he's done that. Of course, the Ashes is a big one. I think we get too carried away with the Ashes, me personally. In cricket, they always, or we always measure ourselves against the English. Why do we do that? We should measure <laughs> ourselves against the best and want to be the best all the time because the team that came out from England was yeah. probably the worst we've seen for a long time. Wasn't so you've got to be great. careful in getting carried away with that performance in the Ashes because, let's be honest, most travelling teams struggle to come here and win. The last one, of course, was India last year. But outside of that, there are a lot of thrashings that we hand out to the travelling teams. But in that series, Hayes, they did, uh, Justin Langer and the players, they were one wicket away from a 5 nil whitewash. So... Uh, I understand what you're saying. That makes complete sense. But I just, yeah, I feel I feel for Justin Langer. So how do you see? I mean, how much does how much do the players actually have a say in this? Hey, so you're a former professional sports person. You played a lot of games for Fremantle. They went through a few coaches. Well, when it comes to a head, they have a big say. And clearly that's what happened, didn't it, last year? It came to a head where there was a lot of leaking getting out. There was a lot of frustration with the style adopted by Justin Langer. And a big credit to him that he's actually been able to take on that feedback, turn it around, change his ways. But sometimes as a player, you do... I guess the message gets a bit old from the coach. And I go back to my time with Chris Connolly in football that we actually had a situation like this where we said to Chris, mate, we need you to stop coaching. Your message is getting lost on the players. Your game plan is not there. We're very confused. So if you could take a backward seat, we'd be happy with that. Now, we did that in 2006. And from that meeting onwards, we won nine in a row. So we actually won nine in a row with a player-driven scenario. And that's what I've seen recently, I guess, from the Australian cricket team, where they've said, JL, you take a slight backward seat and let some of your assistant coaches come in and do their roles properly. And that's happened, and they've had success. We had success. We got all the way to the prelim final in 2006. We then came back the next year, and Chris Connolly tried to take control back because it's not easy on your ego as a coach when you have success when you've been told Mm. to get away, get out of the way, let the players run it. But he wanted that back, and then certainly three-quarters of the way through 2007, he was no longer the coach of the football club because the players and the coach, we were butting heads once again because of that power control. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it could happen going forward. And I think Cricket Australia have to be mindful of making the right decision for this cricket team going forward. Is that Justin Langer? There could be risks associated with that. Is that somebody else, Trevor Bayliss? Is that Jason Gillespie, who's been touted as a coach for a long period of time? I don't know the answer, but that's what Cricket Australia will be working through right now. And I also say that whilst there's a lot of his ex-teammates, great players of our country that are coming out in support of Justin Langer, I take that with a bit of a grain of salt because they're not in there officially every day and they're good mates. And I think in media, you're always, unfortunately, it's the way it is, you always sort of protect your mate a little bit when they're going through some tougher times. And you look at the players that are maybe having a lot to say. 
they're some of the greats of all time of Australian cricket. You're talking about Steve Smith. You're talking about Nathan Lyon, Pat Cummins, um, also Mitch Stark. Like, they're greats of this country and will be known for greats for a very long time. They know their cricket and they know the environment that they want. So I can sort of understand a little bit from maybe their point of view. But the silence is deafening from the players right now. All I want to see is Cricket Australia appoint the best person available for the job. And, and to his credit... He's done all he can do. So it would be, I could understand from JL's perspective how disappointing he would be if he misses out. But you wouldn't give him a four-year contract, would you? Extension no. right now under no, no, these no. circumstances. So no. you'd probably be giving one to have a look at it, two, maybe. And then it comes down to whether Justin wants to do it for that period of time. I don't know, but there's so many elements and layers mm. to this argument. We could go on forever, but we can't, can we? Because no, unfortunately that not. is the end of the show. It's been a great one. Thanks, Jimmy. Great to be back together and can't wait to do it again next Saturday. Great to see you, Hayes. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.